Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopoli. How is everyone today? Let me tell you something. It was such a hot day today. It was such a hot day here in San Francisco. Now, I know everyone out there in the rest of the country, it was uh, the first day of summer. Okay, it was just the first day of summer yesterday. And so people like, first day of summer, it's supposed to be hot. Summertime, supposed to be hot. Well, no, not here in San Francisco. It's not supposed to be hot. It's supposed to be cool. Once we get into like late June like this, it's supposed to be June gloom. It's supposed to be Carl with a K, the fog. It's supposed to be nice and cool. Now, I'm not blaming climate change. I'm not saying that in five years it'll be 175 degrees here in San Francisco. We're all going to die because no one has air conditioning here. But I will say these uh, days are not fun. It's not fun, especially when you don't expect it. This is like, it was 92 today here. Now, that's that's usually what we get between mid-September and mid-October. We get, it's so screwed up here. When it's getting warmer in the rest of the country, it's getting colder here. When it's starting to get cooler in the rest of the country, it gets hot here. So we have our summer, basically our one-month summer from mid-September to mid-October. Sometimes it doesn't even happen. Last year, it didn't even happen. But usually 92 is reserved for that time period, not for late June. So it was incredibly hot. But what really bothers me here, and this happens all the time. Now, this happens all the time. So this is like, this must be more modern-day quote-unquote science. But they can't forecast the weather here. For some reason, in San Francisco, well, the Bay Area in general, but specifically San Francisco, the National Weather Service cannot forecast, NOAA cannot forecast the weather correctly. They cannot forecast heat correctly. Every single time it's hot here, like today it was 92, every single time they forecast 10 to 15 degrees cooler. The forecast for San Francisco was 75 to 80. They said it might hit 80 today here, and it was 92. Now, that doesn't happen anywhere else in the country. When I was living in New York, they don't get the temperature wrong by 10 to 15 degrees the day ahead of time, the day before, and it constantly happens here. They always underestimate the heat along the coast, but they always do it. So you would think at this point, they would just add 10 degrees to the forecast all the time. Well, we think it's going to be 81. Well, let's make it 91 because that's what it's going to be. And it's constant. They're constantly getting it wrong here. By the double digits, literally hours before the high temperature hits, they have no clue. I don't understand it. Maybe someone out there works for NOAA, works for the National Weather Service, or is a meteorologist and can tell me why the forecast is so shitty here in San Francisco. 2022, we're in the 21st century, and they can't forecast the right temperature less than 24 hours ahead of time. I don't get it. I truly don't get it. The only thing they can't forecast in New York is, is snow. They have a terrible time with snow. Still, in the year 2022, they can't forecast snow correctly. But that's about it. They get temperatures usually right within one to three degrees one way or the other. But here, it's a constant thing. It's constant. Whenever I see there's going to be a heat wave and they say it'll be 80, I say, oh, it's going to be 90, 95. And it was. So at this point, wouldn't they learn just to add 10 degrees to the temperature they think it's going to be so they can get it right? Very frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating. I could see if this was like 1910, but it's 2022. Come on. 
Is this something else we need to put more money into? Do we need to put more money into weather forecasting? Is that what we need to do? Is, is National Weather Service bankrupt? Is that is that part of the problem here? At this point, though, you could just put a guy on the roof with his finger in up the air, and he'll give the better idea of what the weather's going to be like here. The forecasting here is terrible. It really is. It's uh, the worst. It's the worst forecasting I've ever seen in my life. I've lived here for ten years, and they can never get temperatures right, especially during a, a warm up, a heat wave. And it's hot. It's still like seventy five degrees now. At midnight here, it's seventy five degrees. Anyway, I'll stop complaining about the heat. You can tell I don't like the heat. I don't. I don't pay big rents here for heat because no one has air conditioning here. Departments don't have air conditioning. The stores, the restaurants, no one has any air conditioning. So they complain. They'll say, "Oh, but inland it was ninety-eight. Well, I'd rather be inland at ninety-eight with his air conditioning than in San Francisco where it's ninety-two and there's no air conditioning. These idiots. Who cares if it's one hundred and seventy if you got air conditioning? Everyone's got air conditioning inland. Anyway, I'm going to stop bitching about the weather, but it's making me nervous. It makes me upset. Anyway, uh, have you heard about Joe Biden looking forward to the next pandemic? Today, Joe Biden looked forward. He cannot wait. The Democrats cannot wait to the next pandemic. They, they can't wait. They're itching for the next pandemic. They got, they got erect with this last pandemic. It made them excited. It made them all excited. It got them all sexually aroused, the power they had during this last pandemic. It got them very excited, that kind of power. And so they want that power again. They want to feel that sexual excitement, especially if you're Joe Biden and you can't feel excitement sexually in any other way. You feel excitement when it comes to power. And so this is what Joe Biden said today. This year, we, we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing fairly well. That's why we need the money. And again, again, he pokes and again, he takes a shot at Trump. You got to love the left. The left hated Trump for taking shots at Obama. They said, oh, it's so it's so classless to take a shot at the former president. This fat orange guy is so classless. But at least Trump had the balls, had the honesty and the courage to mention him by name. This guy never says Trump, Biden. He says last guy, last outfit, MAGA king. First of all, the last outfit got it wrong, but this outfit got it right. The last outfit. You can tell the guy's 120 years old. Who talks like that anymore? The last outfit. This outfit got it right. This is the same fool who said he didn't see Omicron and Delta coming. They said, who could have seen Delta and Omicron coming when his Fauci told him a million times there'd be more. Fauci was on Sunday shows talking about new variants every Sunday. Yet the guy who hired Fauci, Joe Biden, couldn't see it coming when his own guy was on TV every Sunday saying it was coming. Yet he so he so he's saying his administration has has seen this stuff coming. The last. So wait a minute. Let me get this straight, Joe. Let me get this straight, Uncle Joe, Dementia Joe. The, the last outfit was supposed to see something coming that had not happened in 100 years. Yet after it happened and we were a year into it and there were several variants already and you were told to be more variants, you didn't see it coming. So Trump was supposed to see a once in a century flu, whatever, coming. He was supposed to see that coming, but you weren't supposed to see 
new variants coming when everyone and their grandmother knew new variants were down the road. This is how full of shit he is. No, it's the opposite. The last outfit shouldn't have seen it coming, and this outfit should have been ready for the new variants. But everything is ass backwards with this guy. He lies and he lies and he lies, and his fucked up friends in the DNC-owned liberal media don't call him on it. And then his own administration cries and says, oh, he's not being treated properly. They have the balls to say he is not being treated properly after the way the left-wing media, 90% of me in this country, treated Trump for six freaking years. Wait, going on eight years now. Two years before he ran, four years president, and the two years since he's been out of office. You've got to be kidding me. This media doesn't criticize the current president. This media criticized the former president before he was president, when he was president, and after president. This guy's full of shit. How does anyone take anything he says seriously? And now he wants more money. More money for what? What's more money going to do? More money? More money to vaccinate what? Fetuses? He wants to vaccinate fetuses next? Is that what he needs the money for? And then he lies about Ron DeSantis saying DeSantis is back down and is ordering the vaccine. DeSantis, as always, gets up there and bitch slaps this old fool. And says, no, I haven't ordered any. We're not ordering any vaccines. It's a total lie. It's a total lie that we're backtracking. If you're a hospital in Florida, if you're a private hospital, you can order the vaccine if you want. The state is not ordering it. That's the, Florida's the only state that's not ordering it. Private hospitals can order whatever they want. DeSantis is not ordering the vaccine. And the Biden administration is lying and saying he backtracked and he's now ordering. They're not ordering the vaccine. If a private hospital in Florida, in Tallahassee, wants to order the vaccine, they have every right to order it and pay for it. The state's not ordering the vaccine. They're doing the right thing. Because we should not be vaccinating infants. We should not be giving poison to infants. If adults want to poison themselves... They can poison themselves all they want. But children can't speak up for themselves. Children can't say, we don't want that. A four-year-old can't say, don't give that to me, mommy. A six-month-old can't say, I don't want that poison that hasn't been properly tested. So the adults can take it. If you're an adult and you want 27 jabs, if you want to light the fuck up, take 27 jabs, go ahead, be my guest, and thinning the herd as far as I'm concerned. But you should not be giving this poison to children. And the state shouldn't be ordering this poison either. Good for Ron DeSantis, always doing the right thing. As Ian Miller says, and if you have not read Ian Miller's book on mass, go on Amazon, spend a few bucks and get it. He compiled a year and a half, 18 months of data showing that mass didn't work at all. As Ian Miller says, the good news is that if there's another pandemic virus, based on our response to this one, will almost assuredly do the same ineffective interventions, the mass mandates, school closures, causing untold economic and educational destruction while accomplishing absolutely nothing. Absolutely right, Ian. 100% correct. That's what it will accomplish. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You know, you notice this old fool Biden's not saying, well, you know, Thinking about the possibility of another pandemic, and of course, according to science, it would be a half to a full century, right? 50 to 100 years. So I don't know what he's talking about. We need money now. He'll be long gone, decomposed by the time the next one comes around, if you go by stats and the game of odds. 
But you think he would say, well, when the next one comes around, you know, we need to do what we really need. We don't need more money. We need more fucking brains. We need more common sense. We need to, like, not do school closures. We need to not do lockdowns. We need to not do vaccine mandates. We need to not do, you know, vaccines that are tested for 24 hours before they're let out. We need to do those things differently. Those are the things we need to do differently. Forget about masks. They never worked. They didn't work in 1918. They didn't work in 2020. We're not going to do that anymore. He's not saying any of this, right? He's not saying we have to change the things we did wrong and do them right this time. That he's not saying, you see. He's saying we need to throw more money at this. And as Ian Miller said, yeah, throw money at doing things wrong again. Throw money at what? What is he talking about? Because he's going to have to lock down again? So he has to give people checks again? So they don't want to work anymore? So the economy is destroyed again? So businesses can't find people to work anymore? The half, the maybe 40 or 50% that survive? Is that what he's talking about for money? Is that what he'll need money for? To let people live on the dole so they never have to go back to work again? And the economy's fucking destroyed again? And inflation goes through the roof again? Is that what he's talking about? What money does he need? He needs a brain. He needs a working brain that's not dementia-ridden. And I don't think we're going to have that until Ron DeSantis takes over on January 20th of 2025. A long way off. Two and a half full years. Two and a half more years of this crap. Two and a half more years of this nonsense. So there's a photo. I want to get off Biden just for a second. Every day I say I'm not going to talk about COVID. Every day I talk about COVID because this, the Democrats won't let it go. Every day there's a new press conference they're giving. Some Every day Biden or another Democrat says something stupid. Fauci says something idiotic. And they keep on putting them. <laughs> yeah, thank you, North. He wrote me a message saying I thought you weren't going to talk about COVID anymore. All right, all right. I'm, I'm finished. North, you got here late. I was talking about the weather before. I had a full 10 minutes complaining that they don't know how to forecast weather in San Francisco. You missed that. So that's your problem. Go back and listen to the show once it's recorded. All right. But I'll get off COVID right now. So someone put up a photo of, of Zelensky and Ben Stiller. I've seen this photo going around. The two of them standing there in their in their tight shirts looking like, looking like muscle men, looking like uh, they should be on the cover of, uh, of bodybuilding.com. And someone said, because, of course, Stiller went to Ukraine and did one of those uh, celebrity you know, photo ops in the middle of a war zone. And uh, pausing the war zone for a photo op was Zelensky. And someone said, caption this, the photo of Zelensky and Stiller in their tight shirts standing next to each other. And I thought a good answer, a good caption for that was, we're going to pump you up. Remember that on Saturday Night Live, the two muscle-bound guys? It, that's exactly what it looks like. Like they're selling bodybuilding supplements or, tr- or training lessons, training sessions. How idiotic, how idiotic that in the middle of a war zone, people, celebrities go there for photo ops and no one says, well, that's odd. That's odd. I don't remember that happening during Iraq or Vietnam or either Iraq war or any of the Iraq conflicts or Afghanistan, but Ukraine one, you can just go in. Yeah. Just, just, hold on. Uh, what'd you say North Sean Penn in Iraq? You mean Sean Penn in, in, in Ukraine, right? 
Sean Penn went to, just went to Ukraine. He did a documentary. But this is another, that's another odd thing. Sean Penn, he might have been in Iraq too. I don't know. Sean Penn likes to get uh, his face in a lot of magazines and photo opportunities. But uh, I think that uh, Sean Penn went to Ukraine like just before, like a month or so before the war broke out. And then he claimed he didn't know what was going to happen. He said it was just a coincidence. He went there to do some filming about stuff and, and the war happened. And he happened to be there at the, at the uh, right time. By the way, Sean Penn did a good interview with Sean Hannity. It was like a half-hour interview a couple of months ago. Very good interview. I have to give Sean Penn credit for going on the Hannity show because most lefties, especially extreme lefties like Sean Penn, wouldn't do that. But he did. And it, was, and it was a good interview, which shows you if you have an open mind, if you're not a closed-minded bigot, if you're not a closed-minded woke canceller, you, you see think good things can happen when you go on and talk to people who don't have exactly – you're the same point of view on every subject. You see, that's called like boring and mundane when someone has the exact same point of view. Remember those shows we used to have point, counterpoint, um, crossfire. What happened to those shows? They, they went away because people don't like conflict anymore. People don't like actual discussion. It was a highly rated show, Crossfire. And there used to be all kinds of shows like that. Basically stemming from the two best film critics of all time, Siskel and Ebert, who did a show where they often disagreed. And when they disagreed, it was like, you know, got a little personal sometimes and it was fun. And so we had the political crossfire, which was great. It was a fun show, but we can't have that anymore. Now we have to have everyone agreeing with each other. And if we don't agree, we cancel each other. And we do it like little children do, you know, where they put their hands off their ears and they go, oh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Very, very good. Very exciting television these days because of that. Very, very exciting. I ask Fox News, do one, do that again. It was on CNN, but they don't, they won't do it anymore. MSNBC won't do it anymore. They'll do point counterpoint with Joy Reid and Chris Ames, as they disagree so much. Or The View, where everyone agrees, and even the so-called token conservative learns they have to agree, or they'll have a miserable life working at that show. So the fact, I think Fox should do that. Don't you think so? A point counterpoint. Right and left. Someone on the right, someone on the left. And it should, be, it should be a daily show for an hour where they talk about different issues and really have it out. I have to give them credit for doing the Bernie Sanders-Lindsey uh, Graham debate. That's fantastic. More of that kind of stuff. That's what we need. More of that kind of stuff. <laughs> Incredible. You know, I'm getting more, I'm doing more and more research. Oh, by the way, oh, I do want to talk about not COVID, but I do want to talk about it. I did some more research on the Epstein-Barr syndrome. And not this one is not specific to Justin Bieber, but that Epstein-Barr syndrome, by the way, the reason why some people confuse it with shingles is it's kind of an offshoot of shingles. It's nerves. You know, shingles is nerves and your bat, the nerves cause the, the chicken pox. They both come from chicken pox. They both are from chicken pox virus, both shingles and, and the Epstein-Barr. And the shingles, as you know, are very painful with the blistering. And the Epstein-Barr, it's a nerve thing that starts in the ear, usually the right ear. And it'll be extreme pain. From what I understand, people have like the worst earache of their life. Okay? And that'll often emanate. It'll go up to the head where they'll have a headache on the right side. And then usually they'll start to feel a little numbness on the right side of their face. And within 24 to 48 hours, is total paralyzation of the right side of your face. Um, or I don't know if it's the right or left or it could be either side. 
But the fact of the matter is, if you get an antiviral within 72 hours, it'll almost certainly go away. The problem is, most people don't realize, you know, they should go to a doctor before it's too late. And if it's outside that basically 72-hour window, there's nothing the antivirals can do. And you can have that for your whole life. You can have problems with your whole life. You'll need physical therapy and so on and so forth. So it is from chickenpox. It is not from... Um, the, uh, what do you call it, Lyme disease. Nothing to do with Lyme disease. There's no connection to Justin Bieber's Lyme disease. They're two separate things. This is from the chickenpox virus, just like shingles, and that's Epstein-Barr. And that's, that's, so I was reading up on it just to, just to, you know, I guess clear the air on that. Of course, they would never also talk about any connection between the vaccine and, and Epstein-Barr. But we do know the connection between the vaccine and Bell's palsy, which is a much milder form of facial paralysis. Not as bad as Epstein-Barr usually clears up in two to four weeks uh, without really any medication. It, it will clear up. Um, so, but if that is definitely, like I said, I have a friend who's been on this show who was in Nashville, woke up one day, had the paralysis on the, on the side of his face, went to the ER. And the first thing they said is, did you get the vaccine? because there's a connection between the vaccine and the Bell's palsy. But yes, there's no, what do you call it, connection yet between the vaccine and Epstein-Barr as far as all of the, you know, quote-unquote health stories go, written up by journalists. There's no, there's no connection, whatever that may, whatever that may mean. But, um, oh yeah, thanks, North. Give me a thumbs up for clearing that up. Thank you. He d- North doesn't want me to be hysterical. Don't be fearful or hysterical. Don't, don't go overboard. Don't go overboard. Don't do what the Democrats have done. Don't do that. Don't stoop to that level. Don't stoop to that level. Yeah. Um, so I just want to mention, I'll mention this again on tomorrow's show and Friday's show. Next week I'll be in, in the great New York City. <clears throat> and uh, so there'll be a little variation on the timing of this show. I'm not going to be doing it at 3 a.m. in New York the way it is now, noon, noon uh, midnight Pacific, and it'll depend on my schedule. You know, I have a life there. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go out and do things. I can't go to any Broadway shows. can't do that. By the way, I'll mention Broadway in a second. I want to talk more about Broadway. But uh, So the shows will be at different times. Yeah, you'll go on the calendar. If you go on callin.com, if you go on their calendar, you can see the listing of all the shows. I'll make sure I put it up a day ahead of time. And uh, at least 24 hours ahead of time, so you'll know when the show is going to air live. And, of course, you can always catch it on uh, on replay if you want. But that'll be starting next week when I'll be in New York City. So Broadway has decided, oh, Broadway has decided that starting July 1st, a mass will be optional. Oh, Should we get on our knees and thank Broadway? Should we get on our knees and thank Patty LuPone for letting us not wear masks in July of 2022? Oh, my God. But wait a minute. Here's the kicker. The kicker is every couple of weeks, they'll reassess it. So like in the middle of August, they'll say what's going to happen in September. Right. So basically, we know that any kind of a flu outbreak or any kind of an uptick in COVID or variant number 37, and they'll bring these masks back because they work so well. They work so well. The The masks work so well. They work so well. COVID's over. Right. They work so well that Broadway doesn't have to worry about variants anymore. Not. 
They work so well that Broadway doesn't have to bring them back after finally letting them go after two and a half years. Not. And of course, most Broadway shows still, this is how fucked up liberals are, is that on Broadway, each theater gets to decide their own vaccine. So you have to actually, if you have tickets, if you want tickets for a show, you have to actually call the theater or look online to see if that theater, you know, there are tens and tens of theaters. So you have to, if that theater has a vaccine mandate to whether, of course, you decide whether you're going to do it or not, or can do it, as many people would not be able to do it. Each theater has their own. So it's not even like this blanket. It'd be bad enough if it was just a blanket one way or the other. But it, you have to actually call each theater and go online to find out and do research. So you got to do all this research. You want to take a vacation. You want to enjoy yourself. You want to have, you want to have a dinner and a theater show, which will cost about four to five friggin' hundred dollars to begin with, two people. Okay. And you have to do research. You have to work for it. You got to work to give them your $300. This is how insane, this is how elitist and privileged these pricks are. Oh, no, you got to do your work and research to find out if you can give us your $300. Get the hell out of here. So I won't be doing any Broadway. I won't be doing any Broadway, vaccine mandate or not, mask mandate or not. I'm done with Broadway. I'm not giving them, every summer I go to New York and I give them a little bit of money, I'm giving them gots on a stick, as we say in Brooklyn, for the rest of my life. Over. Just like I'll never vote for a Democrat again in my life. Over. Done. Done. Yes, but for those of you who are going to New York, you should know that come July 1st, the Broadway liberal elitists have decided that you don't have to wear a mask anymore if you don't wish. But don't worry about it because you'll know who's from where. Because the people who come from middle America... In Florida and Texas, they won't be wearing a mask. But the locals, the New York locals, those from San Francisco and L.A., don't worry, they'll have their masks on. You'll know exactly who's from middle America and who's from the coasts. Just by going to a Broadway show starting July 1st, you'll know who's who right away. You won't have to ask any questions. Don't worry, so half the theater will probably have the masks on anyway. Half of them will have their masks on anyway. I'm talking for 26 minutes. This is like being surprised. The qu- what are you saying, North? North likes to use this uh, text thing here, as though I can talk and read at the same time. You must think North must think I can talk and read at the same time. I, I can't do that. Just like I can't walk and chew bubblegum at the same time. Uh, Spy the Queen is elitist. This is like being surprised. The Queen. Oh, I see. I got you. I got you, North. It's like being surprised. The Queen is elitist. That surprise the Broadway people are elitist. No, I'm not surprised. I've always known it. But, you know, it's like these moments at these times when they show it, when they really do show it. Like when that nut job, old bag of worms, Paya Lupone yelled last month at the patron. Some patron who was probably paying two to $400 to see her. And then she says the most elitist, stupid thing I've ever heard in my life, which is that, when the person says, I pay your salary, she said, no, the producer pays my salary. But there's no production without the patrons, you stupid old fool. And to not know that? Well, come on, she has to know it. But as an elitist, you can't admit that. And elitist can't admit the, the lemmings, the, the sheeple in the audience, pay their salary. The sheeple in the audience have allowed them to have the luxury of being a millionaire celebrity, a millionaire, uh, a, a millionaire actor. Living high off the hog. See, elitists can't admit that. 
when of course it's obvious without the, the people don't go to the theater she has no job patty lupone be working at walmart as a greeter if there were no audiences so this is this is this is the incredible this is the incredible elite elitist mentality of these people and Yes, I know North. I know they're, it's, not, it's not a surprise. But what is a little bit surprising to me is that they flaunt it. They flaunt it. They throw it in your face. They spit in your face. They say there's nothing you can do about it. That's what's a little bit surprising because there might be an uprising of some sort one day. You know, we've had them in the past through history, haven't we? When the peasants say, eh, we're tired of this shit. We're going to take over now. We're going to cause some pain now. I will get my popcorn and eat it. I'll get my popcorn and what, put on. I'll put on Fox, and I'll get my popcorn. I'll get a little butter and a little salt, and I'll just shove the popcorn in my mouth and enjoy every fucking minute of it. So that's what's surprising a little bit. That's just a little bit surprising that they just flaunt it. You know what I'm saying? They don't. They don't seem to care whether it's Whoopi Goldberg or Joy Behar or Patti Lupone or whoever it may be. Whoever it may be, just like these morons get upset when a phone goes off. Now, you have to remember, I always shut my phone off when I go to a movie theater, let alone live performances, which I don't go to anymore because I don't want to give them my money. But you have to remember, some people are like doctors. Some people are like, you know, do things more important than, than you know, read a script and act on a stage. Some people have more important jobs that actually, you know, lives are on the line. And so maybe that's why their phone's ringing. You don't know that. Maybe if it's a one in 30 chance, that's the case. Maybe it's just a schmuck who turned there. Didn't, but someone like Patty Lupone is known. And a lot of these actors are known to like come out of character, and, and like, which is totally unprofessional, and yell at someone in the audience for, for not turning their phone off. The show, what happened to the show must go on. What happened to the show must go on. But this is just a concept. It's like people think that they're more powerful than you. You see, they're in a position of power over you. They're literally standing over you and above you. And so they have to show that and they have to scold you. It's that whole authoritarian streak that the left seems to have more than anyone else. That total authoritarian streak that we saw for two and a half years. I know I'm not supposed to speak about this of COVID and mandates and regulations. And Joe Biden is champing, uh, you know, chomping at the bit for another one so we can lock us down and give us uh, a measly $1,200 once or twice and we will uh, beg the government for more help. We'll, we'll beg the government for more help. We'll be beg the government to let us work again. We'll beg the government to let us open our businesses again. We'll beg the government to let our children go to school again. Because as you can see from many of them, they have not learned their lesson. They keep saying it was the right thing to do and they'll do it again. That's what they're saying. It was the right thing to do. Do it again, no matter how many studies or common sense says it was the wrong thing to do and it should never be done again. All right. This is the last chance here. I don't want to do too long of a show because it's so fucking hot. Did I mention that? How hot it is here? Oh, it's hot. I'm sweating while I'm talking. Um, if anyone wants to call in, if you want to say something, if you want to talk about Joe Biden, COVID, Broadway, uh, the weather, uh, Ukraine, uh, Zelensky. What else? What else can we talk about? Oh well, I'm not going to talk about it tonight because it hasn't happened yet. But I will preview it. It looks like this Roe v. Wade decision is going to come down again. And if there's anything I hate talking about more than I hate talking about COVID, it's it's abortion. It's about Roe v. Wade. I'm afraid I'm going to have to talk about it because I'm I know the uh, 
the rabble-rousers out there are going to picket and riot and loot. They've already promised a night of terror, by the way. They've already promised these, these anti... Uh, uh, it's amazing. These people are so crazy. They're so crazy. These, I, 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 like these, I don't like these pro I like pro. They're pro-abortion. These pro-abortion lunatics who have signs like abortion on demand. One woman was marching with a sign that said abortion on demand. No question. Abortion on demand. It's like movies on demand. It's like HBO Max. This is how insane these people are. Abortion on demand. No excuses. No questions. Abortion on demand. Close your fucking legs. Don't open your legs on demand. How about that? Don't open your legs on demand. You don't have to worry about abortion. These women act, and these liberal men who feel their pain, act as though they are forced to get pregnant. They are forced to have unprotected sex. They, they, like, like, I force a child into them. Like, we, we force children into them. We force them to have kids, like, to get out of my body. They say stupid things like, get out of my body. My body's not your... Your, your your breeding ground. Well, close your fucking legs. I can't force you. And in, in the and in the case of rape and incest and all this stuff, abortion will never not be legal. In the most stringent southern states, they make exception for those kinds of things. So other other than that, you have the choice to get pregnant or not. We'll talk more about this when the when the when the when it comes down. And God forbid. Even though I've been, I had been pro Roe v. Wade my entire life, God forbid they were going to get rid of it, and now they're not because of these people intimidating them. God forbid that should happen. If that happens, the Supreme Court is worthless. The judicial system is worthless. So I hope whatever decision they were going to make, they stuck with that decision, and it wasn't changed one iota over the last month and a half since that leak. And what happened to the leak? What happened to the person who leaked it? What, it could have been one of, I believe, 10 people, 15 people. They couldn't find out who it was. Well, obviously, they didn't want to find out who it was. Why? Why didn't they want to find out who it was? A, an amateur detective. You don't even need Hercule Perot. An amateur detective could have gone in and in one day found out who the leaker was. This is not Agatha Christie. But for some reason, they did not want to find out who the leaker was. And that question still has not been asked. Who is it? And why haven't we found out yet? Who is it, and why haven't we found out yet? But once the decision comes down and we get our night, our nights of terror, which I'm sure will coincide directly with my trip to New York, I'll have to talk more about it. All right, so are there any calls? We're going to going once. Go up. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, of course. Of course. We do have a caller. If you can talk about COVID, I'm going to shut you off. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Daniel. 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 Hold on. Daniel, hold on. You there, Daniel? Are you really going to shut me off if I talk about COVID? I can't. Hold on. We can't hear you. Talk louder. Hold on. Are you I really got you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to shut me off if I mention COVID? No, go ahead. Talk. What do you want to say? <laughs> uh, what, what, what you were talking about, uh, Biden. Do you, like this, about... do you like this heat? Are you a heat person? Do you like how hot it was here today in San Francisco? Oh, man, I love the weather today. Oh, get the, out of here. Get no, out. no, because the wind died down. I mean, that's my main enemy around here is the wind. You like 92 with no air conditioning. It's like living in oh, Arizona. Oh, man, I, I, was, no. I was out getting my usual uh, 15, 16 miles of, uh, of mileage in and went and oh. worked out at, at, at the panhandle. Did Let's a bunch of calisthenics on. and lifting yeah. and stuff at the panhandle. Let's yeah, yeah, I, 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 I dug it. Go ahead. What are you yeah. going to say about COVID? 
<laughs> oh yeah, well you're you're talking about Biden saying something about the next pandemic, and then there, yeah, there's going to be a next pandemic and a next one and a next one until we get this obesity problem licked. We have ah, we never talk about that. Good. Yeah. No obesity. Go ahead, talk about it because we 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 rarely talk about that. Yeah, so we, we have a 44% approximately obesity rate in this country, and over 70% of our population is overweight. It, it, it wreaks metabolic havoc on people, and that metabolic havoc wreaks havoc on our immune system, and it, it, it is just devastating. It does wreaks havoc on the innate immune system. It wreaks havoc on it, it neutrophils, on lymphocytes, on, on antibody production, Every aspect of the human immune system, whether you're talking, talk, excuse me, every aspect of the human immune system and all the branches of the human immune system, diabetes just wreaks havoc on it. It just, it just destroys the immune system. Yeah, we're going to continue to have uh, uh, pandemics and we're going to continue to have pandemics. Remember rule number four for, for my four things for, for my four things to remember through from 2020 through 2022. I wrote these down early in 2020. And number four was that this was primarily a pandemic of obesity with SARS-CoV-2 piggybacking. And we are going to have other viruses that would in the absence of obesity, be hardly noticed. And for evidence of this, all you can go across the world, plot the uh, COVID death rates against obesity rates in various countries, and it is such a rock-solid correlation. And for example, you can look at Japan. They have one-fifteenth the deaths attributed to COVID that we have, one-fifteenth. If we had a COVID, if we had COVID death rate, that was one fifteenth of, or if we had a flu death rate that was one fifteenth of our COVID death rate, that would look like the best flu year we have ever had. So uh, we're uh, going to continue uh, to have your usual your usual contrarian North uh, wrote a a text to me. He said COVID was rampant in Germany. Aren't they healthy? Well, look it up. They've got, if I remember correctly, they've got an obesity rate that's probably someplace around thirty percent. That sucks, North. Go to Japan, where their obesity rate is four percent. Go to go to, to go to the Koreas, where they have a fairly low obesity rate. It's getting up there. It's getting up rather quickly. Look in Bangladesh, where they have a very low obesity rate. You can just go across. There's good. There's a wiki page that uh, um, gives obesity rates by country, and you can for each one of those you can get on Worldometer, uh, which calc- which is giving the deaths attributed to COVID. Um, and and, and that, those are all like we've said before. Those are those are high end estimates of the COVID. Well, but Daniel, we also know that we also know that COVID killed mostly obese people. That was like eighty percent of the deaths well, of people who VMI were over the average, were were above average. Well, yeah, of average. course it does. And the and the link is diabetes. I mean, you don't have type two diabetes in this country. It's very rare that you have type 2 diabetes in this country unless you are overweight or obese. We have, when I was a child, you probably had a type 2, a, a type 2 diabetes prevalence of maybe someplace around 2%. 10% of, of our country now is diagnosed, and that's, that's 2%, whether diagnosed or not. 
10% of our country right now is on diabetic medications. They're diagnosed and they're on diabetic medications, type 2 diabetes medication. 10%. Far, there's far more that, that, that are diabetic and don't even know it. Uh, we're not going to go off this point, but do you want me to bring North, North, North once again into this conversation? Do you want to talk to him? <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to do this right. It seems like I can't always, for some reason, let me see if this works. Let me see. I invited. Okay, North. I invite you to speak. You should be able to talk. I think. North, are you there? North. Yeah. Sorry, man. This app it makes you accept like three different ways every single time. I know. Time. It's crazy. It makes me. It also asks me three different ways to put someone on. So okay. Yeah. Now wait a minute. Wait a minute. You see now. I think Daniel, are you there? I'm here. Are you there? Okay. You're both there. Great. Okay. So North, what do you want to say? Uh, yeah. Okay. So Japan has a very low obesity rate and they had a low, uh, you, you said what? One fifteenth of America? Approximately one fifteenth the deaths attributed to COVID. Okay. So Canada has a very high obesity rate, almost the same as America. And we had one tenth. No, well, COVID, Canada has an obesity rate that's about 10% less than ours. Yes. But okay. So that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's higher than Germany. And we still had one tenth which is a lot less than the United States. And this is per capita, one-tenth the amount of deaths. As, as I said, these, these deaths, uh, the deaths attributed to COVID, these numbers that are given are high estimates. And when you go from country to country and you um, from country to country, they are counting COVID deaths differently. In this okay, United well, then States, you're wait, throwing wait, wait, the baby wait, out with the bathwater. No, no, like, wait, 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 hold on, wait, guys, hold on. I, I don't know about Canada, I don't know about In the United States, 80% of the COVID deaths, people were obese. Obese, 80%. So I don't know if that was the case in Canada. I don't know if 80% of the COVID deaths in Canada, people were obese or not. But I know here in the United States, 80% of COVID deaths, the people were obese. I think we were just comparing uh, obesity rates to overall deaths is what we were doing. If you compare obesity rates to deaths attributed to COVID, forget for the moment that the the way deaths are counted attributed to COVID is going to vary from country to country. That's going to be part of the noise. Mm -hmm. That's going to be part of the noise and the signal. When you do those plots... You will, you will be able to see a very nice correlation. Don't just look at those. When I speak of Japan, it's an example. When I speak of English, it's an example. Plot, plot every country across this globe. I picked 50 of them early on in, 20, in April 2020. I picked 50 countries, plotted the obesity rate against the COVID deaths, and it was a rock-solid correlation, and it continues to be a rock-solid mm-hmm. correlation. I did this approximately every six months. Last time I did it was about four months ago. It continues to be a rock-solid correlation. I wouldn't call anything. I wouldn't call any study that one guy does in his house a rock-solid study of any type. I, I think you want to North, North. This this is this is information. This is data that's accessible to everybody. Yes, you can, you can look up the obesity rate for every country. There's a nice Wikipedia page on it. I'm looking at look, it you, right you now. Can, you can look that up, and you can do the plots. You can go on World Meter. You can take the population of each country. You can take the deaths attributed to COVID given by World Meter, and you can do that division. 
and you will come up with the COVID per capita death rate. And then you can plot these things. This isn't rocket science. This isn't quantum field theory. This is third grade arithmetic. You just, this is the correlation is so striking. You would have to be a third grader to not see it. Uh, this okay. is going to happen. You know, I'm just going to have to take your word for that because, you know, it, it seems like a, an anecdotal um, project that you did. And I'm telling you right now that Canada's obesity rate is only 6 to 7% less than the United States. And we had a massively less amount, like one tenth, which is north. But how many of the cases were obese people? That's not the point. The point we're of comparing. Of course, it's the point. No, it's not. It's not point? even the point that Daniel is making. The point that Daniel is comparing deaths to overall overall deaths to obesity. That's all we're, that's all we're doing right now. No, we're, Daniel, we're talking about the COVID, the North, COVID, North, death, North. COVID deaths and obesity. The no, 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 obesity North, North, is, North is right. Deaths. North is right. North is right. We're talking about per capita COVID deaths versus obesity. That is what we should be talking about. But what North continues, continues to do is compare Canada to United States. What I'm telling him is if he goes across the globe and looks at 50 different countries, which is what I, what, what I have done repeatedly, you will see the really tight correlation between obesity and COVID deaths. Do the plot. Do the plot. There is going to be noise in this plot, North. I hope right. you understand how, I hope you understand how, I hope we understand how noise and data and statistics work. There's going to be noise. And a lot of that noise is going to come from the way that various countries count their COVID deaths. Let me give you an example. If you go to the CDC example, so you can understand something about how deaths are counted from viral diseases every year from influenza. If you go to the CDC's page on influenza and look up their deaths by, by year, from, from influenza, you will find that the last three to four years have asterisks next to them. And the reason they have asterisks next to them is because the records for influenza deaths are reviewed. It takes many years for them to go and review it. And then they finally give an estimate after about three or four years of review of, of the number of influenza deaths. And if you look at, they'll give, an, they'll give their confidence interval and that confidence interval will typically go for example i think in maybe like 2018 it was rather high and i'm just taking a ballpark guess but i think it went from the 95 percent confidence interval went from anywhere from about um, 15,000 deaths to 90,000 deaths in one year due to influenza it's a big 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 wide confidence interval people are pretending as though we are actually counting COVID deaths with these numbers that you see on World Meter, that you see on CDC pages, we are not counting actual COVID deaths. These are estimates. They will be revised, and they are most certainly going to be revised downward. Every country counts them differently. That's part Daniel, of the Daniel, I noise. want to ask North a question. I want to ask North a question, because just in general, we don't talk about, in this country, we don't talk about, forget about, let's go before COVID. We don't talk about obesity enough. And the problem obesity has, and the way people get more diseases and die because they're because they're fat. North in Canada, is there any kind of a push by the government to fight obesity? Any kind of a real push? I think so. I haven't looked in it, into it recently, but uh, uh, it, it's. I have a vague memory of of some sort of legislation happening maybe five years ago. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't say for sure. 
So there's something in Congress. There's something yeah. legislated. Yeah, there's something because here there's nothing. Very, very rarely is that ever spoken about here. But but Canada, I remember Canada. Well, I know even, America tried to do it, and they got really mad at Michelle Obama for trying to do it. What do you mean? The I'm finding, people? by the way, an obesity rate for Canada of 28 percent in the U.S. 44 percent. Yeah. No, the the chart that I'm looking at says Canada's 29 percent, and then America's 36 percent. That needs to be updated, obviously. Yeah, I mean, people are getting fatter. Now. I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> we can all we can all look up our own links, can't we? Right? No, we, we, we don't. We, know we don't know. Getting, what, no, 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 no. People are getting fatter. I mean, it's getting obesity is a much worse. It's getting worse and worse. It's not getting better. That's why I say this country needs to do something about it. But of course, doing something about that, there's also a big difference in healthcare systems between here and Canada. Here, healthcare systems thrive on people being fat and getting disease and having to go see the doctor. So the healthcare systems here make money off of obesity. I'm sure that's not quite the case in Canada where there's a better healthcare system in general. But but also I remember when I lived in Canada for a couple of years, they they were doing this thing with the, the packages of cigarettes where they'd show like a diseased lung. Do they still do that? Yeah, you know what? They're talking about putting uh, warnings on individual cigarettes now. Wait, on the cigarette, <laughs> on the cigarette itself? Yeah. Like printing it on the paper of the cigarette. So you have to actually look at it as you're taking a puff, right? For every single cigarette, you get a new message. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember that. They used to have the packages of cigarettes, and they would say, you know, here is a bullshit thing. Surgeon General says it's bad for your health. But in Canada, they would actually show a picture of like a diseased lung. But what I remember is most Canadians who smoked laughed at that stuff. It didn't yeah. really – I mean if you're going to smoke, like nothing's – if you want to smoke, nothing's really going to stop you, right? Yeah. Of, of many differences between here and Canada. All right, I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you go north. Thank you for talking. Uh, sure. I just wanted to say before I go. Um, uh, again, just another data point. Like China, you know, had a ton of deaths. You know, it's where the virus originated, and it is almost just as low uh, in obesity rate as Japan. No, it's not. Not even it close. Now, here we go. Well, I'm going to go. Let's let the uh, North. Thank. We'll we'll talk to you again, North. Thanks for talking. Sure. Thanks. Have a good night. All right, you too. So, Daniel, what were you so, going to say? So, 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 Canadian Health Services says that their obesity rate in 2020 was 28. percent So, so North, you were just wrong. And um, once again, you have to take into account that, as I, as I said, that there is going to be tons of noise in this data. And so if you want to find the correlation between any two variables, you have to plot a whole bunch of data points. So do that. Do it for a well, whole bunch of the bottom line, if We can talk about these numbers all around. The bottom line is we know for a fact that obesity was one of the top reasons people died of COVID. Okay? Yep. Not really yep. why they got it, but the people who got it bad and ended up in the, in the ground is because they were fat. Because they, exactly. were obese, because they had pre-existing conditions, which obesity brings on, like diabetes. This is a lead pipe cinch fact. This is not like your own information, Wikipedia. These are doctors who say this. Even Fauci would admit to this. We know, yeah, we, we, we know that we know that ninety-five percent of those that um, succumbed or had deaths attributed to COVID. Once again, I'm using these 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 words very carefully. Carefully, deaths attributed to COVID. Because these are these numbers that you see, for example, on World Meter, they are they are crappy estimates at this point. But nevertheless, taking the, the, we know that those deaths that have been attributed to COVID are deaths in people that have that on average have two point five chronic diseases, and those main chronic diseases, the big ones, are 
or, or sorry, um, diabetes and hypertension. Now, now, as you said, about 80% of the, those who succumb are obese. Well, we've got an obese population of around 44%. So, so you know, it's, it's showing it increases the, the, uh, the, um, the rate no, some. Uh, people owe you people. But, but, but it's not just obesity. We, we have, we have a 70, 70% overweight population and people that are overweight and not obese have hypertension. They have terrible hypertension. So this, these top two uh, chronic diseases, diabetes and hypertension, uh, both attributed to being obese or overweight are causing almost all of the COVID deaths. They are the main risk factors in all the COVID deaths. Until we do something about obesity and overweightness in, in this country and in the Western world, we will continue to have these pandemics in the Western world. Look at non-Western countries. Look, look across Africa, for example, North. And, and everyone was so surprised that Africa just they barely was registering COVID deaths. Oh, I wonder why. Well, and it was talked about through the whole pandemic that the United States was doing so much worse than most other countries. And we know, as you've explained, this is why, because of our obesity problem, because of our obesity, obesity and overweight, obesity and overweightness. We're focusing on obesity because that's the the number that um, stands. That is the type of problem that stands out visually the most. Um, but overweightness is a huge problem as well. I mean, if you are just simply overweight by 10, 15 pounds, your risk for developing hypertension goes up tremendously. And if you're hypertensive, you've got one of the top two or three, depending on which study you look at, um, for, for COVID risk factors. Oh, and by the way, in many studies, um, one of the top five or six uh, COVID risk factors were anxiety disorders. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, we have a lot of problems. But, but one, one final thing, I have to let you go, Daniel. But the one final thing is, can you go into Berkeley and ask them why the weather forecasts are so shitty here? God, I, you know, I... I, I I, I just simply don't look at weather forecast. Um, well, I want you to go here. for me. For me, go to the meteorology department in Berkeley. I don't know if there is a meteorology department in Berkeley. <laughs> if they're not a meteor, that's what, that's the reason why it's so screwed up here. Berkeley doesn't have a meteorology department of all universities. Anyway. They probably got an astrology department. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Daniel, I've let you go. Thanks. I'll talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, okay, another spirited show. Uh, you know, once again, I guess I, I think I think that the, what we've seen here is that there's absolutely no way we're not going to talk about COVID again. <laughs> some in some way, in some form, we're going to talk about COVID. Probably what the next fifteen, twenty years, fifteen, twenty years. You know, they they didn't need to talk about the nineteen eighteen flu in nineteen thirty. In 1940, I know there are people who like their grandparents never even mentioned it to them. Great grandparents never never even mentioned it to them. But no, we live in a different time. We live in a time of fear, uh, anxiety, hysteria. Uh, you know, me- media uh, hysterics, ratings, big pharma. So who knows if this is ever going to go away? I certainly hope it goes away soon. Okay, you've been listening to and let's be heard. I'm Mike Chopley. Uh, 
Once again, thanks for listening. Thanks for the callers. Thanks for the listeners. Thanks for everything. And I will see you tomorrow. And remember, remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. See you tomorrow.